0: This episode of Dana Being Dana is brought to you by Kim and Katie with John Green Realtor. Providing seriously local real estate expertise for the city where we live and love. Hello and welcome to Dana Being Dana. I'm Dana Michelle and I'm thrilled you're with us. My show is about all different aspects of the human connection, things that bring us together and living life intentionally. I'm a firm believer of women supporting women because we simply don't do this enough. While men automatically look for connections and similarities, women too often pick each other apart and they tear each other down. But great things happen when women come together, and we are talking to several women today who are doing just that. Joining me now are Jennifer Adelia Dotson and Corey Briggs. Hey, ladies, I'm so glad you were here. Hi,
1: Dana. Hi. Yes. So tell me, what does women supporting women mean to you? Well, we have to, because we met as moms, we have to take it as women who are mothers. Okay. Being supportive of each other. Because um, that's a special sort of critical survival zone. Mm -hmm. And given that we each have four, um, I didn't have four when we met, but Mm -hmm. we still met under the circumstances of like, look at that crazy one. Yeah. Um, So, how did you meet? We, our children went to preschool, preschool together. together. Yeah. Wow. Um, so in that case, you know, you have that situation where it's, it's that classic scenario of like the crazy top knot bun thing and the s- sweats and you smell and people are barfing on you, you know. <laughs> so then you're, you automatically find your support person yeah. in that regard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we were just lucky that our levels of chaos kind of matched. Um, so we were able to just like immediately start talking and connecting without having any of those barriers of like trying to be polite or pretend or anything.
0: So yep. how old are those preschool kids when you met? How old are they now?
1: Six, Thir- 16 now. Um, Well, it was the older two, yeah. yeah? And oh, then yeah. the 13-year-olds. Yeah? yeah, Yeah.
0: nice. What advice do you have for other women who are navigating parenthood? Oh God. Oh. <laughs> um, one thing I would say
2: is to look at the big picture don't always stress about the what's happening right this second yeah um and be open and give yourself all the grace in the world
0: yeah yeah i think that's great advice now particularly this year of 2020 being so crazy and Mm -hmm. the big picture is that it may be a year Mm -hmm. you know of our lives Mm -hmm. give or take um but the bigger picture is you know the lessons learned, yeah. and and all of those things. Mm-hmm. So what is two moms and a mic?
1: It's a woman manifestation of Corey's dream. It's a podcast that was born out of our chaos. It was we- born out of chaos. <laughs> chaos is made out of energy, and sometimes things are born from
0: it. Yeah, which I think is great, and I love the fact that you had an idea, you had a dream and you brought it together. And I love the fact that you've done it together. Yeah. What's been the scariest thing about starting a podcast?
2: For, for me, it was the judgment yeah. of the topics
1: that we like to cover. Um, you have to be vulnerable. You cannot put yourself mm-hmm. out there and then like pull it back with anxiety. Yeah.
0: Well, no one wants to listen to inauthenticity.
1: Well, right, right. And plus we don't know
0: how to do that. Of course. <laughs> of course, you guys are some of the realest <laughs> mamas I know, which is why I love you, and it was a pleasure to be on your podcast. It was fun. Um, we oh, had a blast. Oh, it was, that was really was so fun. fun. We had such a good time, and so I'm thankful that, that you all are here. I think people underestimate the work and energy that goes into putting together media content um, mm-hmm. and, and sharing and being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you talk a little bit about that and what that means to you?
2: Well, the podcast originally started with one microphone in my house. We, all the technical stuff, we just learned as we went. We watched YouTube videos. Like we, we put
1: pillows against the door. Oh yeah, we were, yes. we were clearing our throat with bourbon, you yes. know. <laughs> we,
2: we did, we put blankets and pillows up to, you know, for the sound and, You know it started as very very basic yeah and now today a year later we are in a professional recording studio and it looks good honey we we, (laughs) thank you um we have sponsors um
1: and so we've been adopted by producers of people of talent yeah yeah. so we can just keep living the chaos and talking it i love it yeah it's awesome
0: (laughs) what are you most proud of
2: for me i'm most proud of the fact that we have found this community of mothers that had once felt so isolated in this um, journey of motherhood especially with the teenagers because this whole idea of our podcast came up originally when we Kind of started navigating the teenage years mm-hmm. and we weren't finding a whole lot of support in that because the teenage topics are not comfortable topics to talk about right. we're not talking about your little toddler what do you do when they throw a temper tantrum in the middle of target you know um we're, we're not talking about if one of your little kids has a poop explosion in public <laughs> Oh my you God! <laughs> um, you're talking about real real things real heavy scary scary
0: topics. And it's I think it's tough being a teenager now. Oh. I think I think, you know, depression, suicide, mm-hmm. anxiety, all of those things are, are much higher in, in the, the things that teenagers are doing you know, are very different than, than when we were, were growing
2: up. Their exposure social to media, we could TikTok
1: theory. with you, though, Dana, We, you we want. can totally do that. You <laughs> want to do that? We could do that. We could
0: do that.
2: The um, social media is a big part of the difference between when we were growing up true. and the world that they live yeah. in now. Because all of their mistakes are documented. Yeah. All of them. All of them are documented. And the comparison um, of... You know, especially the girls, the the comparison oh, yeah. of what girl, teen girls look media. like and yeah. um, the filters and, mm-hmm. and why am I not that pretty? And, yeah. you know, and so um, as mothers, we ha- we found it really challenging to parent these types of issues. And we felt like there were so many resources when you have little kids. But then when you hit the teenage years, where is everybody? Yeah. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to talk about these topics yeah. anymore. So that's kind of where we
0: came in and tried to build a community. You're not trying, you, you ladies are doing it. What mm-hmm. advice do you have for, for people who are watching who wanna try something new, whether it be a podcast or, or something else, but they had that creative spirit and energy and they can't think beyond the shoving the pillows under the door, right? Or, or being amateurs in something that you're passionate about and allowing that to grow and morph into what it becomes. So what advice would you have for, for women who want to do something uh, but haven't really taken that leap
1: I think you have to like let yourself suck and fail a little bit and be open to your own growth. Because you know, when you make a mistake without knowing you're going to make a mistake. You give yourself grace because oops you made a mistake. Right. But this is leaping into something where you know that there will be some episodes that suck, there will be people that are critical. You know things are gonna come up and you have to let yourself fail and and be okay with the growth. It's not going to be perfect. And that's part of the journey. It is. That's part of the journey. But that's a scary one to take. True. We are okay taking it together. I think Mm -hmm. if we were on our own, it would be like, no, that's okay. But the fact that you're taking it at all, to me, that is living. And I think there's a lot of
0: judgment Mm -hmm. when people are out there living. And I think that's one reason why women tear each other down because when, when someone's trying to do something, when they're putting themselves out there,
1: um, when they're brave enough or courageous that enough. That is it, when you see someone else's power, right? Yeah. You're like, oh, I don't have that, so let yeah. me pull theirs yeah. down.
0: So what can we do mm-hmm. as women? Uh, what do, where do we go wrong when it comes to supporting other women? What can we do better?
1: Judgment. It's the judgment piece yeah. because we all feel it, but you have to check that at the door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And be accountable
0: for what you're bringing in, mm-hmm. you know, as, as its own toxicity right because yeah. sometimes women tear each other down and they don't take accountability for you know what i was just intimidated because of her shoes
1: <laughs> thank you for bringing in the shoes and keeping things truly relevant we always but... have to
0: bring in the shoes <laughs> but it's true right that's i mean i've seen people tear each other down based off of what they're wearing yep. how they look of course look at her hair yeah look at her purse you know and and we just need to do better in that space um, well, I'm glad you ladies are here. Keep doing what you're doing. We're doing you amazing too, Dana. work in Thank this space. You, Dana. Um, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Dana being Dana, where we are talking about women supporting women. Joining me now are Anita Knotts and Chris Wano, who are wealth management financial advisors.
3: Hi, hey ladies, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for Thank you while. for inviting me nice here. Thank so, you. what does women supporting women mean to you? Well, uh, from my perspective, it comes through with several definitions. I think the woman that is sitting to my right exemplifies that. She's done it for me many times. Um, I think that the best time to do it is when it's least expected. So, for Mm -hmm. example, Chris and I both work in a very heavily male-dominated industry. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times sitting in a conference room or a boardroom where you're one of a handful of women and you say something and every woman watching knows this has happened, you'll say something and it's not met with a lot of... Gusto from from the group right. and the gentleman says it five minutes later and suddenly it's the best idea He mansplains <laughs> you. Yep So the best thing for a woman to do and again, she's done this for me is kind of kind of give that woman some credence some credibility. Yeah. Wow, that's a, that's a great point, I like that. Or, if you don't necessarily agree, just attempt to kind of pull it out into the spotlight anyway that this woman is bringing something of value to discuss in the middle of the table. Put yourself out there, take a risk for that other woman sitting yeah. at the table, we because can, you know what, she's gonna do that for you. That's so true, and we can validate yes. each other. That's exactly in right. In so many ways. And yes. when you do that, I think
0: you
4: set a good precedent for others, including men, to follow. That's exactly right, mm-hmm. yes. Right. I think it has to be our future or, you know, things aren't going to change unless we support each other and force that change. So I think it's really critical. I think if
0: we want men to respect us and value us in the way the ways we want to be valued, we have to do that for each other. That's right. Um, Speaking of value, can you tell me
3: about women and wealth? If you think about the industry that we're in, financial services, for the longest time traditionally, right? We've talked about the fact that it's male dominated, but it also has an impact in the way that we've talked to women using really um, specific jargon, intimidating language. The focus with women and wealth is really to focus on financial literacy, financial education, really understanding the basics. There's this concept that women aren't good with money or That they're too afraid to invest, for example, couldn't be further from the truth. We can. Basically make that comment having worked with clients for all of these years right so the focus of women and wealth is to bring women together Um, And what we've noticed is when you have them in a smaller forum where there's a safe space to ask each other questions um, There's a lot of education that takes place and once you come from a place of knowledge Then you're better able to make those types of decisions that will ultimately impact uh, the rest of your life
0: That's true. That's true. In a previous episode we talked about Women in finance. Yeah. Um, we talked about relationships and how difficult it is during a pandemic, for example, um, for women who want to get who want to get out of relationships. Um, they don't leave oftentimes because of finances and and not having that financial knowledge. Um, how is financial security, particularly for women, a game changer?
4: I think it starts with the knowledge. Knowledge is power, and so part of the women in wealth initiative is to give women that knowledge and to encourage them to be um, part of the conversations. They don't have to take over the finances in their house if if that's not been their role traditionally, but to to be involved and to be knowledgeable so that when something does happen they're prepared to either they have professionals that they have now learned uh, and gotten to know and so they feel comfortable
3: asking them questions. Can I just also add, too, wouldn't you say, Chris, that part of it is that it gives you a choice, right? Knowledge and power. That come with having that um, financial background and the ability to to make decisions. It just gives you the power of choice. So that um, unfortunately, if you are in a bad situation at home, uh, if you're in a bad situation at work, you have that choice to say no. I don't. I don't actually have to live this way, and I can make the choice to to exit. Yeah. Um, and that's huge. That's huge for women, and we're still in the midst of that. It hasn't. We haven't conquered that. Right. We're still we're, we're still dealing with it. I think when people don't have the knowledge. They end up living in fear. That's right. Because they fear the unknown. Right.
0: That's exactly and they right. fear the alternative, which is often worse than what it really is. Right. Um, I would say
4: that. But, but, it, but go ahead. I'm sorry. At some point, women are going to be in charge of their finances, whether that's through uh, the death of a marriage or whether that's through the death of a spouse. Yeah. They're going to be responsible for this so they need to you know start working now and getting a good understanding. So what advice do you have for women building wealth? I think
0: oftentimes people have a difficulty just taking that first step. Yeah. Uh, They can be
3: overwhelmed by the process or Mm -hmm. or what to do so what advice would you have? I would start with at least first and I tend to get very granular because it's my occupation but just take inventory of what you have. Um, it's amazing sometimes women who have wonderful marriages, right? If you ask them where are the various accounts, do you have a checkings account, do you have a savings account, do you have an investment account, a retirement account um, for when your husband retires, if you're if you're staying at home, what are the various buckets that you have? It doesn't require a spreadsheet even, just a pencil and a piece of paper. Just start there. Involve him or your significant other whoever it may be in the discussion and if it's just you start there Take an inventory of what you have Um, I'm biased, so I'm gonna say work with somebody that you trust as an advisor because they're trained to help Um, There are many firms out there right now that are recognizing the value of helping women Mm -hmm. And there are specific initiatives out there to to help women who need that type of assistance So just start just start I think one thing that women
4: are really good at are identifying goals. Uh, it's so much easier to talk with women about what are your goals for retirement, what are your goals for your family. So by, by being able to articulate those goals, it's, it really helps our job to, to set up that financial plan and, and the strategy so that they can achieve that.
0: Where do women go wrong when it comes to supporting each
3: other? Wow. I, <laughs> <laughs> Just say it. You can do so many things better, I think. <laughs> right?
2: well, and,
3: and I want to help people.
4: I, I think we want to support each other, but we are are so critical of ourselves mm. that I think that comes across to other women because yeah. we are we are extremely critical of ourselves, and we shouldn't be. We should celebrate our own personal successes, and if we're happy with ourselves, I think that'll show to other women.
0: I think that's so true. I think we can be our worst critic. Absolutely. And we see things that people don't even see as flaws that's or right. see as setbacks or right. see as
3: issues. That's right. Um, and we should certainly do better with that. Uh, I'm, I feel sorry for you that you asked me that question because I could go for the next hour on this. <laughs> Let's go. We, go women, ahead. Women We're supporting other women. Listen, um, think, about, think about it this way. Women in leadership, right? When you put women in positions of leadership, they really do make the world a better place, not Mm. just for them, not just for their families, but for society as a whole okay you can talk about financial services corporate america government it's it's the world over right how are we going to do that when we keep cutting each other down we need to push each other one of my biggest passions right now is getting more women into our industry mm-hmm. on the front lines right don't come in and disappear into behind the scenes roles right. come in and work with clients, work your way up towards leadership. But we need to pull each other up. So somebody who's had the benefit of working in the industry for as long as Chris and I have, that's our responsibility right now. Right. And stop treating it like a zero sum game. Me pulling her up does not mean less for me. Right. It's a collective win for all of women. And once we change our mindset to believe that, we've got something going.
0: That's so true, that's so true. I think we can do so many things Uh, when we support each other, genuinely, authentically, and believe in each other and and push that agenda forward. I think it's better for everybody. Um, I think it's an example for all the little girls who are watching, Um, and we can just make incredible change. So I thank you ladies for being here. I thank you for the wealth that you build in others. Um, It's so needed, and, and we appreciate you. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Dana Being Dana, where we are talking about sisterhood and women supporting women. I am a proud alumna of Spelman College in Atlanta, Georgia, and I am joined now by two of my favorite Spelman sisters, Tiyambe Knuckles-O'Rourke and Kanika Sloan-Williams. What makes me love these ladies even more is how they show up for others, especially women. Hey ladies. Hey, hey. <laughs> I am so happy you guys are here. Uh, can you tell us what women supporting women means to you?
5: So I am a alumna of Spelman College. I went to an all-girls high school. I am a huge believer that when women get together, that we can do anything, yes. honestly. When we get together and we put aside any differences and we focus on a goal, we can do anything. And so whether that's, you know, mentoring, whether that's supporting, whether that's sponsoring, whether that's social media, whether that's showing up for a charity, we can raise money, we can move mountains. Our um, our sister Prez says when women lead, uh, streams run uphill. And <laughs> Say so that again, say that again. She then. does, she, sister Prez Jeanetta Cole uh, actually uh, appropriated an Ethiopian saying it says when women lead, streams run uphill. Streams and it run is up, entirely true. Run
6: uphill. absolutely. <laughs> I just think that we need to understand that we don't have to be in competition.
4: Mm-hmm. That
6: there's room at the top for everybody. Yep. Nobody has to, you know, put anybody down. Everybody can be uplifted and we can do more Yes. together. So Spelman College, all girls,
0: all, all women's, women's college, I, all <laughs> women's <laughs> college. Why did you choose Spelman?
5: So my story is, in a nutshell, I went to Spelman at 16. And so there are only two women's colleges for African-American women, HBCUs. Spelman is one, Bennett is the other. (coughs) And so if my parents were gonna let their 16-year-old daughter go away to college, it had to be someplace they didn't think there were gonna be boys. (laughs) (laughs)
6: Unfortunately,
5: (laughs) Morehouse is literally a matter of yards across the street and Clark is down the block. But when we came to Spelman, um, they were just blown away. We were just blown away by the, the history, the tradition, the amount of women that are trailblazing in almost every field STEM, legal, medical, art, you know, we've had Sister presidents and presidents who have, you know, made their way in museums that have been, uh, again, Dr. Cole was the national Smithsonian curator. I mean, we've done so much amazing things, and all of that is just set out for Spelman, and then you can't beat the sisterhood. You you just can't beat the sisterhood.
6: And it only gets better with time. Yes, absolutely. Um, I thought that I was going to go to Hampton, Mm. and then my (laughs) sister went to Spelman in my freshman year we're four years apart my freshman year in high school I came down and visited her and between the city of Atlanta and stepping on Spelman's campus I was like oh this is where I'm going to be I didn't even apply to anywhere outside of that AUC center and the only reason I did the other ones was just to say I didn't apply to one school but I knew where I was going it was Spelman all the way I went to Spelman uh, my
0: junior year in high school to visit my cousin and um, so who, best recruitment? Who's your class? <laughs> you know, totally. <laughs> and that's how that's how it hooks you. I mean, just the the bond, um, the sisterhood, the people, the southern hospitality. I mean, there were so many things that really drew me in. Um, can you could tell us about my sister's keeper?
5: So about three years ago, um, I started a endeavor. We belong to a group called Spelman Moms and it's a group of moms and I'm really, really proud of it because I do think affinity groups are important. People need to have spaces that are judgment free and you can cry, you can laugh, you can tell crazy jokes, but sometimes people need help. And it's easier to ask for help from family than sometimes it is for strangers. And so I started as a crowdfunding initiative to just say, if you just need help, um, I'm an attorney by trade, so I will keep it private. Just tell me what you need. And I will come to our community and say, we need to raise money so that we can help a fellow mom get past the hump. Sometimes people don't need a million dollars or tens of thousands of dollars. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they just need Groceries. Sometimes they just need rent. Sometimes they just need help getting through a divorce. Sometimes they just need childcare. And if we can crowdfund that for you, if we can support you from, you know, where you might be in a valley to the next, Part where you can be lifted up onto the mountain, then that's what I want us to do. And so we have people who donate $10 a month. We have people who donate $50 a month. We have people who donate, who've donated $500. But literally, again, the power of community. If we have hundreds of people donating, we raise thousands of dollars a month. And then we just distribute that back out to our community that says, and it's, I always tell people, it's a gift. If you can pay it forward when you're in a better situation, and I've had lots of moms pay it forward when they're in a better situation, and then we're happy to take that blessing. But you don't owe us. Because sometimes the hardest thing is getting a loan, right? And now you've got to figure out how to pay that back. You've got to figure out how to get interest back. And you've got to figure out the, the, the stress and the shame of that. That's not what this is. These are your sisters coming together to say, we hear you, we love you, we see you, we want to help you, and we're going to do what we yes, can yeah. to make this easy for you. And here you go. And I've had so many moms genuinely just be like, I didn't know what else I was going to do. And I'll give it back to you. You don't have to give it back to me. If you can, pay it back forward to your sisters. And it's so nice because
0: it's a crucial moment often where having that bridge allows people to go on and bounce back and recover and go on to do great things. Absolutely. Um, And not having that, not having my sister's keeper available, you know, could lead to so many other negative things that we're not even going to talk about. But that's what's so important about it. And it's such a crucial moment in in which uh, my sister's keeper intervenes.
5: We we try to just... Just be, as you said, just be that bridge, right? And so I know we've, you've talked about, you know, the economic cost of divorce. And so we've had moms who are getting divorced and not known what they were going to do and not want to get divorced because they couldn't afford to. Yeah. Right. And so if we can just help them get to the next step, figure yeah. out child care, figure out housing, figure out something else so they can maybe focus on how they can be better moms, how they can be better people, how they can be whole and happy. Maybe we can help you get even uh, mental health support, whatever we can help you get so you can get to that next step. That's what we're here for. That is what family is for and that's how we show up.
0: Tiambe, what is 1881
6: True Blue? Well, now it's a lot of things, but it initially started out as simply trying to help feed some of the students who um, had food insecurities in the entire AUC. And in three years, that has grown to us, um, paying off balances for students. Um, within, in less than a year, we've probably raised almost $50,000 for seniors, for freshmen. We've paid off um, health insurance for students. Whatever it is that they may need in that moment, we try to um, lessen the burden of the economics. So that's what we've been doing the last three years.
0: When it comes to women supporting women, uh, what can we do better? to support each
5: other? So we're really blessed at Spelman that I think we have a basic trust of each other, right? I have put out a call and had literally thousands of people respond without saying, you know, show me your bank account, show me the check, show me. I mean, we just raised you know, tens of thousands of dollars for a student who unfortunately lost a parent and no one asked us for proof, right? And so I would love if women trusted each other. Now, I, I know we've all been burned in certain situations, there's scams, there's whatever, but you know, to the extent that we can find common ground and we can find trust for each other, that we could actually do, we have So much more in common than we do, you know, than the differences that separate us, right? And so, one of the things we can do to support each other is really, really get to know each other's stories so that we can have that level of trust, right? If you say, Oh my God, I didn't know you were, you know, your your parent died. Like, I learned so much about those students that applied whose parents died, and so many of them had something in common that they are now going through college and their parents died. And now that's an affinity that, you know, other women can have, or that you, you know, maybe had a child in college and you didn't know how you were going to struggle get to know each other's stories. We could build a trust where we're not sometimes so suspicious of each other's motives.
6: Yeah. Yeah. I would simply say there's strength in numbers and we don't have to buy into the concept of uh, being in competition. Yep. There's room for everybody. Together, we're more. Yeah. Just basic. Together, we're more. And you two are my are
0: my big sisters who have always, when I when I go through things and life is hard, right? Yeah. Um, and it's not always a financial need but sometimes it's that emotional support Mm -hmm. um, that sisterhood of of you can do this Mm -hmm. Um, especially when you're coming through valleys there's hard times there's hard things professionally on the job i think there's hard times in relationships in marriages um, with children just being parents and i thank you both for being my rocks uh, when i've gone through particularly tough times and just navigating that because that's what we need so much more of um, In the same year we celebrate 100 years of women's suffrage, a woman of color was nominated for the Vice President of the United States. Regardless of who you vote for, it should be a call to action for women everywhere to be better towards one another. Hear me when I say that celebrating and supporting another woman does not take away from you. Let's be better sisters to one another, be kinder to one another, demonstrating compassion and grace so we can get out there and do great things. Thank you to the women who have joined me for this episode. Special thanks to Kim and Katie from John Green Realty. This is Women Supporting Women. Hopefully you have been entertained, if not encouraged or inspired. I do not promise to be an expert, nor do I have all the answers. I'm just Dana being Dana. See you next time.